Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and this episode is going to be all about mini resolutions. And... Jeff's squeaky chair. Yes, we just spent, I don't know how many, we always do a little bit of a test uh, recording before we start the actual recording of the podcast, yeah. knowing that we, we don't uh, edit afterward, you just you, you get it in the raw I wonder state. If, I wonder if they're saved, because uh, that would be funny to release all of Well, those. yeah, all the outtakes, but, but I noticed in the last, I think at least two podcasts, I could hear Jeff's chair squeaking at various points, so I get the very uncomfortable, you know, quiet but very rigid chair and Jeff gets the office chair that is very squeaky so we all have our our crosses to bear here but he's uh he's going to try to stay still we're going to minimize the squeaks that's right as we drink our buble buble I think that's how it's I don't know if anyone else has discovered buble which is like the sparkling flavored water we get it at our Atlantic Superstore here in St. John New Brunswick but I, don't, I wonder if Michael Bublé gets any kind of royalties off is it, this. They didn't never saw the commercials. No, uh, with him. In, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, is he actually in yeah, it? Yeah, and it's not. It's not. I don't think the drink is actually called Bublé. It's it's Bublé, like it's Bublé. Is he actually called Bublé? He's Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with this. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Uh, how many of you out there listening kept your New Year's Eve resolution? Right. So it's January 30th when we are uh, recording this podcast. And according to an article in U.S. News and World Report, by the second week of February, almost 80% of people will have already broken their New Year's resolutions. Yes. And we always like to talk on New Year's Eve about what resolutions did we're we, going to make. Did we talk about our New Year's resolutions during one of our podcasts? I can't even recall whether we did or not. Uh, we may have touched on it briefly. Yeah, okay. But but this whole episode, we're we're going to talk about the idea of mini resolutions that you can do any time of year. So if you've already broken your resolution for yes. 2021, have no fear. We're here for you. I've and noticed lots of great ideas to to make you feel guilt free as you take on your next resolution. I've noticed that there has been a, a growing trend in the social media realm of people doing these mini resolution things, you know, where they do a certain thing for like 30 days or whatever. And well, we, how topical are we then? We touched upon it's it. It's almost like we pl- planned it. Yes, I've no, <laughs> we've noticed that. But no, even before we decided to do a podcast on it, like it, it, there was a growing trend in that. Like it's always kind of been there, like, you know, Inktober, where people draw a picture every single day of October uh, with ink. Obviously, so <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not like they did bring out the crayons for Inktober. No, and... you can't use charcoal for Inktober. <laughs> well, the definition of a resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something, and I think the majority of resolutions, as they traditionally are done, people make a resolution and it they make it forever. So, for instance, they may say January one, I am going to. Yeah, you know, exercise every day for the rest of my life, and what happens? That's is, really unrealistic. Well, or even if they say I'm going to run, you know, five days a week um, for the rest of my life. Yeah, something like that. As soon as they miss one week or you know one day that they had planned, they've already failed at their resolution. So a lot of that 
resolution setting, when you have that indefinite timeline, you're setting yourself up for failure right on the front end. Yeah, you're right. And it, it does set yourself up for failure when you make a goal that is unattainable for the most part. I mean, some people actually really do work out every single day or draw a picture for every single day of Inktober. But a lot of people kind of miss a day or two or whatever. But I've seen a lot of, a lot of uh, instances where people, if they do miss a day or two, they make it up. They say, oh, I missed Monday and Tuesday, so here's two extra drawings to well, make up for that. And I mean, a 30-day challenge is, is not usually too much for people to take on. I think most people no. can take on that 30-day commitment. It's interesting that I, I've been seeing a lot of ads popping up from the Canadian Cancer Society for dry February. And uh, I know a lot of people traditionally do dry January, but the Cancer Society, they're doing a fundraiser where they're challenging people to do dry February, but they have options of doing only seven days or 14 days dry, understanding that even a 30-day or yeah, a whole month challenge, it might be hard for people. So yeah. they've sort of uh, you know made it a more adaptable to still keep their fundraiser going. And, it's almost and like an exercise videos when you have that person at the back that's just sort the of... Modified the, the, mo the modified version. The modified version and stuff. You do the modified version for every single one of these challenges, I think. You know, whatever well, you're works right. for you. I mean, that's the thing. You can you can do a little bit of research online on the various challenges that are out there, and I encourage you to do that, depending on what your interests are. But we're we're going to spend this episode going through a few of the characteristics of a mini resolution that will set yourself up for success, and also give you some ideas of some things that you could consider doing. Right. We should talk about why is it that people actually feel like the feel the need to do any kind of resolution for New Year's? Is it that they want to start the new year anew like you know <laughs> well definitely or, i think there's well the res the idea of resolutions in and of themselves are just around self-improvement and yeah. people always looking striving towards personal growth so which is a really positive thing and i think there are certain times of year that lend themselves more to that reset of routine and renewal yeah. so new year's definitely being one of them usually you know after the debauchery of the holiday so season. what does it say about a person if they just don't feel the need to make any kind of resolution like you it's like they're perfect <laughs> no i made a resolution to do more art and i've been doing that right and it's been really successful i'm really happy with that so it's you know i mean everybody's well, got their own different thing but you have a tendency not to feel like you need to so, yeah, I guess so. I, I know often when we talk about resolutions and, and those types of things, you, which is great. I think that's a great way to be, too. But there are some people who are really invigorated invigorated by the challenge of a, a yeah. resolution, and I'm one of those people. So hopefully some of our you listeners are, too. You love the challenge. Too. And you, uh, more than anybody that I've ever known, really sticks to the challenge. You know, and it's really impressive. I have a strong work ethic. You have ethic. a strong work ethic. You <laughs> what can definitely I say? do. When we talk about times of renewal, I think another key time for people is uh, in September. So again, you know, people get off schedule and off routine over the course of the summer with vacations and kids being out of school. So often you'll see people sort of reset in September with new goals and, and yeah. new routines that they, they want to start. But I would encourage people you know, to maybe look at the start of each month or maybe even at the start of each season as a chance to yeah. uh, to renew. I know people associate spring with spring cleaning and things around the house. So maybe yeah. line up some challenges around that time that sort of fit with how you're feeling in that season. Uh, the same with, you know, the summertime, you might be wanting to spend more time outdoors. So come up with some mini resolutions that help you spend more time out there. So I think it's interesting to consider the idea that resolutions can be very positive 
They yes. don't, you know, a lot of times it's what, what am I going to stop doing? I love doing this thing and now I have to stop doing it. And that's my resolution. Yes. And that's depressing to, to look at it that way. Why not look at things that you want to expand upon? If you always wanted to do X, then find a mini resolution that'll help you move toward that goal. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, find out what works for you. Not to get too philosophical, but really, all we all have, we, everybody listening, and you and I, everybody in the, in the world, all we have is time. So why not use it wisely? And making resolutions is, is sort of scheduling your time to a, to a, a, a certain you know, task, I guess. Well, you're right. I think, I think a lot of people are using the pandemic as a time for personal development. That's what that I did have. with my art, right? Not to go back to me. It's always about <laughs> me. You and your art hole. I know, my art <laughs> hole. That's what, I, yeah, that's what I call the basement part of the yeah, the, our little, art making Yeah, little art, art studio <laughs> the art hole. in the basement. <laughs> I'm going to make a little sign. <laughs> you should. I should. You yeah. definitely should. That needs to happen. That needs to be one of your mini resolutions. Yeah. But I think you, if you approach the resolutions almost as a, a way to experiment with yourself, uh, Tim Ferriss is, you know, a, a popular podcast author who's known for self-experimentation and his are probably a little bit more extreme. He'll try out different supplements or, uh, you know, exercises and things yeah. like that to test them out just so that his listeners, uh, he can report back. But it's a great time to just experiment with yourself in terms of, for instance, if you ever wanted or consider being a vegetarian, why not set yourself a challenge to try vegetarianism for 30 days? Just to see what and you think. See what you think. And then at the end of 30 days, you might be like, eh, no, that's not for me. Yeah. Uh, or you might find that you really love it, but you don't need to make that decision on the front end. You just commit to going 30 days, trying it out, yeah. see what all the the fuss is about on something and then and then decide and then Absolutely. stop wondering for the rest of your life whether that is something you should try to you do. You seriously won't know unless you try. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you quit drinking for an entire month and stuff like that, you won't know what that feels like until you do it. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, I guess that's sort of what spurred this idea on is I did the alcohol experiment. I'm on my last yes. day of the 30 day alcohol experiment. The last day. The last day. And it's been a really interesting process. It's a book by Annie Grace, if anybody wants to check it out. And I think there's website and social media uh, resources on it as well. But essentially, it's just an exploration of your personal relationship with alcohol and alcohol in, in our culture. And no, I just, correct it's me very wrong, enlightening. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to have, quote unquote, a problem with alcohol in order to like do whatever's in this book. You just, it's just your relationship with it, right? Why right. you need to drink. This isn't an intervention, honey. No, I know, I know. <laughs> so the reason why I've asked you here today. <laughs> no, it's, it's an, that particular book is interesting because it, it doesn't even press people to give up alcohol forever. Uh, it's just a different look at, you know, it's basically just for people to reflect on it to see mm -hmm. if they do have a healthy relationship with alcohol or, and just to, to be aware of how it's marketed in our culture and really ingrained in, in a lot of social events and everything that we do. So I just, yes. I, I found it fascinating. So that idea of a 30 day experiment to me was very easy. It's an easy thing to commit to, uh, you yeah. know, m the month of January flew by and now if this yeah. is something that you really really enjoyed and feel like it was beneficial to your life that would be something that you would adopt for the rest of your life perhaps or at least another month well right? that's right i think it, same with the idea of vegetarianism you know mm -hmm. you don't need to 
declare that you're a vegetarian. Maybe no. you're just somebody who wants to eat a primarily vegetarian diet. You try the 30 days and you realize you like it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to choose more vegetarian meals than not. Yes. Or you might be like, I'm going to eat meat morning, once, noon, and night. Yeah, or once once a week. You know, <laughs> or once you, a week. You, you could have a, you know, a cutoff time. I think the key to setting these mini resolutions is to keep them smart. Now, anybody who's done... Uh, has heard of SMART goals will understand what I mean. But one of the keys around goal setting, and I think it applies to these types of resolutions or challenges, is uh, the idea of keeping them specific. Yes. So SMART is an acronym. The S means specific. So be specific about what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. And uh, measurable. So, you know, however you're going to measure it, maybe it's, um, for some people it can be as simple as marking an X on a calendar. I know Seinfeld has talked about that in, yeah, in, in various, uh, that's right. that, you know, that it's just uh, that alone can make you accountable, the visual of having that X on the calendar. Um, the A in SMART is attainable. You know, make, make sure it's something that you can actually accomplish. If you're setting a goal that, uh, with your resolution that you just are not going to be able to meet. Like, for instance, if you're saying I'm going to read three hours a day and you work a full-time job and have other commitments, then that's yeah. not going to be attainable. So make sure it's attainable. Set, your, set yourself up for success that way. Um, the R in SMART is relevant. So make sure it's mm. relevant to your values, your goals. Do things that interest you. Don't just do them because they're trendy. Although sometimes that's fun because you see a lot of content on social media to help support you along the way. But yeah. I think it's important to choose things that you're passionate about. And then the fin- final one is uh, make sure... It's tea. It's tea. Yeah. Good job. Time-based. Time-based. So based. have that end date, you yes. know, whether it's 30 days, whether it's, uh, you know, two weeks or... I would I would suggest, you know, no more than 30 days. I think that's a pretty... Where did the SMART acronym come from again? It's used often in goal setting. Oh, just in goal setting. It wasn't. Was it in in the book that you read as well? Uh, no. I mean, I've okay. You just adopted that, that from something different. I mean, anybody who's in you know mm. corporate culture will often talk about smart goals throughout yes. projects and things like that. So it's just it's a great acronym to to make yeah. things no, concrete really well. and to know whether or not you've actually achieved something at the end. Yeah. So the idea with this is that you know at the end of it you can check off the box and say you know i accomplished something and you can celebrate that success feels and good and you always want to have sort somewhat of a goal like uh, one of your goals was to uh, acquire a french press uh, coffee machine once you were finished right yes and and so you're going to stick to that right yes and you have a tendency not to though so what's the point right what my point is what's the point in making a goal and then having a reward at the end if you don't follow through with the reward well i know i just because i still have the sense of accomplishment of having gone through that that right. uh, that process of going through the 30-day alcohol experiment even but even was if there, i don't was there times when you were going through it though where you were thinking I wow, want that when press. I get when I get finished this, I'm not really. Okay, I just right. arbitrarily yeah. set that as a, a reward, but then at the end of it, I was like, I don't really need a reward. Yeah. I also don't like to buy extra things to well, bring into our house because of our minimalist nature. I was going to tell you that I guess this is a good time to tell you that uh, after my thirty full days of making art, I was going to get a Lamborghini. So, because <laughs> after watching comedians in cars getting coffee, I just wanted to get my own Lamborghini and go get a coffee. Yeah, that'll nobody. work well in January in Canada. <laughs> pretty low. The ground riding, clearance on pretty those. Pretty low riding cars. Great. You're right. That would, that would make it out of the driveway. Great, great once the snowplow you know goes by. I'll get, 
I get our buddy Jake Palmer to soup it up for us. <laughs> Shout out to Jake Palmer. Yeah, I think Porsches are more his Super deal. Super realtor. So, what the heck were we talking about? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. You know me and my tangents. I know. That's okay. Um, we're back to smart. We just I, finished talking about smart. So, I would say one of the things that you could do is sort of plan out some some different mini, mini resolutions you'd like to do throughout the course of the year. Maybe jot them down if you have a journal or even just grab a piece of paper, list them out. And then something else that you can kind of check off. But I would... Also suggests keeping it to maybe two challenges at a time in two right. different areas of your life. So, or none, because I don't have any challenges going <laughs> oh, on no. right now. So for me in January, I had uh, obviously the, the alcohol experiment, but I also uh, you know started a 21-day exercise program. And then once that was finished, I started a new uh, exercise program for a set amount of weeks. Uh, which is great rather than just set a set a goal of just exercising so many times a week for the rest of my life right I felt a real sense of accomplishment after the 21 day program and and then it can start fresh with something new so that's exciting keep seeing and you already know that you up. can do that 21 days so you can do I can do another 21 days and then you can I can do another 21 days you know right. Wait, just keep going that way it's like working on a big project if you mm. break it up into smaller chunks it makes it more yeah. manageable and you just you get to see that progress you know as you go along. Yeah. So exactly. that's a great way to do it. And I think part of looking at that too, some people will set a goal of I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to lose two pounds a week until I get to my target weight. Yeah. Well, maybe a more positive way to think about that is, is to provide yourself with some mini resolutions or challenges that will have the side effect of weight loss, but that right. isn't in and of itself all about uh, the main loss. focus like, so yeah. maybe it's just around nutrition maybe maybe you have a goal to drink more water so a set glass you know number of glasses of water a day for for maybe it's a, a complete lifestyle change right like like our experience was simply for life that's the way it kind of was you know it's like you change not just the way you eat but the way you live in a way well, and sometimes when you do things for 30 days, it just be, the habit becomes ingrained and then you just keep going without even thinking about it. Yeah. So once you get in the habit of drinking water, um, another one that you could do would just be, you know, doing some home cooked meals. So yeah. maybe you commit to cooking, you know, at least uh, three home cooked meals a week or yeah. or completely just eat home cooked meals. And, and uh, what are some of the uh, resol- or the challenges, the mini challenges that you've seen? Uh, perhaps online do, like do have you I've seen quite a few have like, I researched them do you mean well <laughs> I know you have you have, you researched everything well one great one is bring from... up something very arbitrarily and you you would you would already have researched it at one point or another one interesting one that I see a few come up time and again is from the minimalists who are uh, yes. you know two guys they've got a couple of documentaries on Netflix if you haven't heard about them and interested in minimalism definitely check them out They've got a lot of it's content online. an interesting online. concept, and we've, we've bought into it. <laughs> uh, as I look around at our point. house full of records and books. Yes. Jeff, as, a side, Jeff, as an aside, Jeff posted a picture with... Because it was I, Richard Brodigan's birthday today. Right. One of our... And he posted a picture on Facebook with, I think, six or seven... Of his books. Of Rich, and I'm like, is that from our house? Do we have all of those Richard Brodigan books? That's one author. That's... You read and we one have of all those books? books in our house. Didn't you? You read Watermelon and Sugar, didn't you? No, you always think I did. Oh. And I never, I haven't. Do oh. we have it? Must be my other I'll, wife. I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem when you've got two families on the run. <laughs> you, can't yeah. keep, you can't keep track of which books are where. <laughs> Must be like Oprah in all her houses. She's like, where did I leave that iron? 
She doesn't iron. Okay. <laughs> she, she does not iron. <laughs> yeah. She probably owns a company of irons. I heard a rumor once that she would have, uh, she had her bedding ironed or something yeah like or new no brand new bedding every single day is what i've heard oh uh, do, do you say iron or do you say iron iron i say iron, iron. i know it's like a it's like <laughs> an east coast thing what, what do iron. you say iron 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 i don't know Next. now that i've overthought it i can't think about it so back to the minimalists they have a, yeah. a game called uh, the 30 it's the 30 day minimalism game uh, yes. and it's pretty basic they suggest that you pair up with a you know a friend or a co-worker and challenge each other to both stick to it uh, as a bit of a competition to keep keep you motivated and, and yeah, accountable that's really smart to do it that way and the idea it's one each person gets rid of something one item from their house on the first day of the month and on the second day they get rid of two and on the third day three you can see the pattern I don't get it at all. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> For 30 days. And so <laughs> items could be everything from, you know, decorations to kitchenware to clothing, anything, tools. Anything, really, like anything piles in your of house. paper? Could you do piles of paper? Just, re- like, well, random paper? Yeah, so one slide, one page of paper is, like, going to be one of your items. Wait a minute. That's Mari. <laughs> that's Marie Kondo. So the I idea they've is... they've ever met, those guys? Marie Kondo and the minimalists. I bet you they are all together in cahoots. There'd be nothing in the room. There wouldn't be. Oh, what a joke. It's a Seinfeld-esque joke. So the idea is that uh, when you're sort of gathering up these items, you know, try not to trash them as uh, that would be your last resort, but maybe try to sell them or donate them. Right. Uh, Now, they actually suggest that you get rid of each item by midnight each day. Now, I think that's excessive. I don't, you know, uh, to try to get things out of your house. Well, some people need to throw things out at two in the I morning. I prefer to put all the things in my trunk and drive around with them for a month. We have done that. <laughs> I know. We have, we have done that on many times. Many occasions. And Big pile alone. of books in the back of the car. There's a meme going on around around about that. And I'm like, I can relate to that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it seems like an easy game at first. But when you get up to like day 25 and you're trying to find 25 items, that's significant. So I'm actually going to challenge you, Jeff, that you and I should do this. Not but, with my records. Not with my books. That... CDs. Okay, go ahead. Well, they can be whatever you want. Okay. You're going to challenge me You choose which of your babies. It's like Sophie's (laughs) Choice. You choose which of your babies have to to go. But just to give you an idea, I did the math on this. Even if we just did it for 10 days, it's still going to be well over 50 items each. Yeah. So I I think we do it for 10 days, and then we give ourselves till the end of the month to... To... Get it out of the house. Or take things back out of it and keep. No. That's not, no. It's not a grace period in where you. <laughs> yes, there should be a month grace period where you could take anything back into the fold. So I do. No, want, I, I guess we could do that. It's a great way to declutter, and it's uh, yeah. you know it's thoughtful because you're just getting rid of a few items at a time, and you can sort of be thinking ahead about what items you could do for the following day. So this is what. So an item can be like a CD, and then the next day I could get rid of another two, CD. Two CDs. It goes the next. Oh, yeah. Day two is two items. And then two two items. And so we we're going to start that February 1st, and we're going to go until February 10th. Okay. So with over that'll get over 100 items out of the house. Are we going to, like, document it in one of our podcasts, like, to see how we... Well, I think we'll just be accountable and report back to see if we actually okay, we'll did it. Okay, we'll report back, loyal listeners. <laughs> we don't need to give you all the details. Oh, um, some other ideas on challenges that you can do. And I would encourage you to... 
if you do journal or even just jot down your your thoughts around the challenges as you're doing them or even even just a few sentences when you finish to see whether or not it's something you enjoyed and would want to repeat again down the road. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just easier to do it while it's fresh and, and the memory of it is fresh. Uh, meditation challenges are very popular and particularly in 2021, I think there's a focus on self-love, self-compassion. Mm. And I heard an interesting definition of it recently because I think people often have a hard time with the idea of self-love and they think that the opposite well, the, the cars are going by tonight. Um, they think the opposite of self-love is to be selfless, which, you know, uh, they might, people may see that as an admirable quality to strive toward, right? To be right. selfless and, you know, serving and, and that sort of thing. But the opposite of self-love is really self-neglect. Right. And if you look at it that way, it's much easier to realize that you do, you know, owe yourself some compassion, you know, to look after yourself through self-care and that you, they say, fill the cup so that you have more to give. So there are meditation challenges around that. Uh, 10% Happier uh, is a podcast that uh, they had one, uh, they had a challenge and an app associated with that. But just, you know, do a search if that's something that interests you or even on other types of meditation. There's transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. um, If you want to focus on breath or walking meditations or, or, um, you know, there's forms of Buddhism for sitting meditation. So if that mindfulness is something you would like to improve upon, then, yeah, search out some meditation challenges Again, set your, maybe it's, you know, just a 14-day challenge and, and see if that's right for you. If it's something you've always wondered about, give it a try. If it's not something you enjoy, then you can cross it off your list forever and say, yeah, I once meditated and it was not my bag. Some people don't need to meditate. That's true. <laughs> just joking. Uh, uh, nature. A challenge could be to just get out in nature three yes. times a week for, you know, at least 15 minutes. It does the body and the mind good. Absolutely. Particularly this. this time of year, you know, a lot of people are getting into the winter blues and, you know, lack of vitamin D can definitely contribute to that. So SAD. getting out and getting some natural light. Yeah, seasonal affective disorder. And just 15 minutes is a... A small amount of time you yeah. can fit in. A lot of times, once you get out the door, you find that you want to spend a little bit more time. Maybe go for a little longer walk or a little longer hike. Uh, nutrition. We talked a bit about nutrition. You could do the vegetarian challenge, a water challenge, um, try cooking only at home. Maybe just try a new recipe once a week. Oh, there's also the challenge where you only buy your groceries within 30 miles of where you live. Yeah, I have that on here too. So you could oh. challenge yourself to you know you a 30-day challenge where you only buy things that are local. Uh, you can set that by a radius if you want to do the math and, you know, yeah. certain radius, radius of kilometers from your house or just basically say, you know what, I'm only going to buy what's in my uh, in my town or in my city from from those uh, storefronts. And I think yeah. this, you know, during the pandemic, supporting local uh, is especially important, but it's important any time of year. And you may find that if you take the time to search out the items that you need locally, you may find that there's more to offer uh, and higher quality than maybe you were aware of so i think that's a great experiment that also helps support local businesses did i ever tell you about inktober inktober is really cool it's 30 tell us days about inktober. 30 days and you take your pen or your ink or whatever and you have to draw a picture and you share it online in this big group called inktober and you do it for 30 days and it's just meant to just get you drawn are they on facebook 
They're on Facebook and Instagram. I've never partook in it, actually. Inktober could also be like, get a tattoo a day for a month. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Just one line a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely a lot of tattoos. different... Remember, we talked about that. Not to go on a big tangent, but yeah. Uh, don't need to talk about tattoos now. <laughs> <laughs> Just give death the death stare of <laughs> times a waste. Times a wasting. Um, different ways for creativity. You could focus on writing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you. Charlie agrees. If yeah, you, Charlie uh, wants to write. If you want to, uh, you know set aside being a cat maybe it's just 30. one hour a week on the weekend that you set aside to, to practice the art of writing and see what what you got to to put out there on the page photography yeah, yeah. or maybe it's you're already doing your art and you press yourself to share your art with the world so yes. maybe you know you, you decide to do one post on social media and put your art out there for other people to enjoy there's a lot of those kinds of things that are on instagram and on facebook where the people share like i've done it i've done it myself like where you share a, a, a black and white photo for 30 days oh yeah and you share like someone else's art for like 30 but the days. idea just even share your own and put yeah. put that out there you, you know yeah. you can challenge yourself to read for a certain amount of instead of saying i'm going to read 50 books this year that's hard. Why not just say I'm going to read fifty minute, fifteen minutes a day for this month? Yeah. Um, maybe you want to do more family time, and you say I'm going to do two board games a week. Yeah. For for thirty days. Um, maybe trying gratitude journaling. You know, trying that out for thirty months. See whether thirty months. Wasn't there <laughs> one days, about or, clothing too that you you did? Was there some kind of in pursuit? Was it, no. Was there something like uh, to do? That? Well, in pursuit is a great local clothing store. Yeah. yeah. No, um, maybe it wasn't in pursuit. It was some something else. Well, there are a lot of different clothing challenges that you can look up. Uh, technology might be something Stassi else you'd want to set. Yeah. Like uh, if you wanted to take a break, maybe you decide for a month you're going to try turning off all technology at 8 p.m. until bedtime. That's so, an interesting one. There's a lot of challenges. I think the big thing is to set yourself up for success. Do things that excite you, that interest you, that you're passionate about. and Live your life to the fullest. Live your life to the fullest. Make it a game. Make it fun. So set yourself some mini resolutions. Tell us about them on social media. Yeah, get a hold of us. Facebook, get a hold of us. We love to hear Instagram, from you. Twitter, all the places. And you can listen to this podcast on all the platforms. So Every platform you can think of. Pretty much. So... Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Till next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Till next time. time.